At Redeemer, as we continue growing in our understanding of our own story, we are gathering and sharing the stories of the people in this place. With our podcast, Interrupting Grace, Living Into the Way of Love, we will share these stories. The stories of grace in action, the stories of love in the world, the stories of living the way of love. How are you the Interrupting Grace? The Way of Love at Home series is part of our Interrupting Grace podcast. In this series, Philip Duvall and I will discuss Life Transformed, the Way of Love in Lent. As Christians, we are continually called to repent and be renewed in faith. This episode introduces the Way of Love and invites us to reflect on themes of repentance and the new life we have in Christ through baptism. Almighty God, God, by our our baptism baptism into the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you turn us from the old life of sin. Grant that we, being reborn to new life in him, may live in righteousness and holiness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed, and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. For the ancient church, the Easter Vigil was the night when catechumens, those who had been studying for months in preparation of their baptisms, would enter into the waters of new birth and emerge members of Christ's body, the church. Our current baptismal practices rarely do justice to the drama that those nights would contain. We have evidence that Catechumens would be asked to stand on a hair shirt, a mark of penitence, confess their sins, and renounce Satan and all the forces of wickedness that drew them from the love of God. And as they, as they did so, they would turn toward the west, the direction associated with death, since the sun always set over the western horizon. Then they would turn and face the east, the direction of new life and resurrection. As they watched the sun begin to rise, they would make their profession of faith and walk into the large font. Indeed, the fonts would likely have been shaped as crosses or sarcophagi, a larger, more elaborate casket, to call to mind Paul's words about being buried with Christ in baptism. A jar of oil would be poured over their heads, and they would be dressed in a gleaming white garment. Finally, they would be ushered into another room, where all their Christian brothers and sisters would greet them. The room was lit with the new fire of Easter, and they were invited to taste their first Eucharist. 
The drama and mystery of the moment are palpable even now, and it is no wonder that this ancient rite has been adopted into our modern Easter practices in every baptism. In our baptism, we have turned from a life of sin and begun to walk the way of love back to God. In our baptism, we have turned from death itself and been joined with Christ in his everlasting life. And in our baptism, we have turned from living a life alone and have become one with the whole church as members of the body of Christ. So Phil, do you remember your baptism? No. <laughs> um, I was a little bitty baby. Yeah. I was a little bit of baby. I actually had the baptism certificate around here somewhere. I found it. Um, my, my dad baptized me. My dad was a pastor mm -hmm. and, um, and, uh, I, he baptized me, uh, as an infant. He, he was a pastor of a denomination that had infant baptism. Um, both my brothers were baptized as infants. Um, so all three of us don't, none, none of us remember our baptisms. Um, but you know, I also don't remember the first time I ever saw star Wars. Um, mm. and it's got a big part of it's, it's made a big impact on my life too. Um, but no, I, that's, that seems, that seems like false equivalency. <laughs> um, do you remember, ah, it is what it is. What about you? Do you remember yours? No, I don't remember my baptism. Infant? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I don't remember any of it. I, uh, I mean, you know, I, I've seen pictures. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything unique, but I, nothing. Just, a, I think it was just a regular baptism day at the church. Right? Can I, <laughs> can I say something that's counterintuitive for probably a priest, and 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 certainly, uh, like, I don't know, it might seem a little irreverent at at its outset, but I feel like I need to say it. Yeah. Like we heard that you, you read that beautifully, this description of like this way that it used to be. I am perfectly fine with it. Not like being like that anymore. I don't need to go into a no, sarcophagi. I don't, no. And I, and I, I get it. I just feel like it's one more way that church nerds sort of like, it's our version of romanticizing the good old days. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and I'm sure it was fantastic. And I'm sure if someone were to do that, like, but it's like, Here's what here's what comes to mind for me, okay. Um, with our first child, we had plans, mm. and people like to make jokes about you know you have your birth plan and then none of it comes true. But we we got you know with each progressive child we got closer and closer to what we wanted. It's crazy. Uh, that's a whole other story. But with Paige, with our first child, um, you know we had this idea of of nat. Krista was very interested in a natural childbirth experience and, you know, the lights off and everyone quiet and mm -hmm. sort of meditative and, and we've known people who've done it. And so we, I, I won't say that never happens because I don't like when people are like, oh, that doesn't ever, well, for some people it can be like that. Right. Uh, well, Krista was in labor for 32 hours. Wow. And at the end of 32 hours, we decided on emergency C-section. So we had this picture of how our daughter was going to be born, quiet, you know, yeah, yeah, serene, the whole bit, you know, three or four people in the room, tops, lights dimmed, and we were in an OR. I was in scrubs with a mask on. So was my little, my littlest saw the picture of me with my, with Paige, 
with my mask and scrubs on just the other day and he saw the picture and he goes, did you used to be a doctor who gets babies out? <laughs> Isn't that great? So I just looked like I'm, he literally just the other day, did, did you used to be a doctor that gets babies out? And I was like, no, yes. they made me dress like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, don't forget what I'm capable of. But I, but I, we were in the OR, which you can imagine is quite well lit. Yeah. There were no fewer than eight or nine people in the room. And as we're getting prepared for the surgery to take, you know, to take, to take the baby out, um, the, the, the doctor, one of the doctors is like, so I like to play music. Do you want to hear some music while we do this? And we were like, sure. And he's like, who do you want to hear? And I'm Krista looks at me and I was like, I mean, Stevie wonder would be great. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have like, you can't pick a person, but we have like different genres. We could do a radio station. So he's like Motown. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Motown. And I don't actually consider this song Motown, but um, Lionel Richie uh, all night long was playing <laughs> when Paige was born. It was the farthest thing right. from what we had planned. And it was by no means a quiet, intimate you know, uh, candlelit <laughs> affair. Right. And it was the greatest moment of my life. Uh, it was the right. most, and it was the most beautiful, most yeah. powerful thing. And I was so enraptured by it. And, um, and when Krista and I look back on that, we, we know mm -hmm. what got us there mm -hmm. and it all feeds into what happened. So like the idea of like, Oh, it, it, you know, it needs to look a certain way. Right. I'm sorry, was the child born? Oh, right. Well, game on then. Yeah. And I I I love baptisms. I like I I'm sure that that pretending to drown an adult in the dark it has its own mystical qualities that are fantastic. I have a friend who used to baptize people down in the river mm -hmm. or down by the beach and that's great. I have no doubt that it's amazing. But like Sprinkling or dropping some water on a baby's head that's wearing a linen dress while a bunch of people look on and giggle is absolutely fantastic to me. Right. I mean, even in even in the description here, right? The drama and mystery of the moment are palpable mm. even now. Like there's there's so much um it, it's you know, it's a we've talked about this before, but it's the the idea of these people were people too that these people existed during a time there was, I mean, it, it was something they walked on the ground with their two feet and lived their lives. And, um, I mean, it doesn't take away from the, the, you know, the sacredness of baptism in any way. Oh. Right. And I think that that's the biggest thing to remember that within, whether it is this drama filled, um, moment or, if it's um or if it as you described it's the the screaming baby in the in the passed down outfit and um yeah the it's 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 the we're talking about baptism here that's what that's that's what it is right yeah. like what it's the it's the it's the importance of that turning yeah rather than the um the steps you take when we think about how we how we look at these hallowed events, 
I genuinely think that I've been affected tremendously by the pandemic in the last 10 now months in that I, I am the, like the things that really matter, like really matter, but all of the sort of like accoutrements around them. It's not that they, it's, it's not that they're bad. It's just that like, they're like, Again, that baptism you read is absolutely beautiful. And also what matters to me is that we understand what baptism is about and that a child gets or an adult or anyone gets baptized. You know, like the, the, the event of it is holy to me. Like there's something that I'm like, I'm kind of like over um, dreaming of better times mm-hmm. or, or uh, d- days gone by, I'm over it. And I'm kind of over when things go to a place of preciousness. Like, um, I'm not really interested in nostalgia. I'm really interested in what is right now and what could be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, um, so there's a, so we have these questions here, right, right, that are right below this. um, um, In his letter to the Romans, Paul lays out the theological belief that baptism is the turning point in our new life with Christ. It is the time that we leave the life of sin and death behind us to be born into that, into life that is eternal life. Um, and so then um, that's where these questions come in. There, there's the question in here, do you remember your baptism? Um, but I find it interesting, and we can look at these questions specifically, but at the bottom it says, one of the greatest gifts of baptism is having a Christian family to help help us in our journey. I think that idea of Christian family, right, that it's, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm connected to my Godchildren forever. And I think, and I was, I was thinking about this yesterday because I feel like a funky Godparent because I forgot Christmas, but uh, it's also a pandemic. So (laughs) time doesn't exist, but, but um, that, that idea of community um, solely by, um, I mean, I could imagine uh, for me understanding baptism, you know, there's so many, so many, um, there's this, this being brought into the family, brought into the Christian family and to the church family, you know, there's the forgiveness of sins, there's the turning, but I think it's, it's again, we solely by being, um, we're holding each other accountable. There's, you're being brought in and you, and you've talked, you've talked about this before as far as, um, uh, you know, giving the, 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 do you give your kids the question? Like, do, do you the ask them if they right. want to be baptized? The choice, oh, right? Right. Cause some people will wait until their children are adults to be baptized. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I firmly fall under the category of, um, I'm not, you know, like I have a brother who's adopted two children. He didn't wait till they got to become adults and then ask them if they wanted to be adopted. He adopted them. Right. If we understand baptism as something that happens to you more even than something that you do, mm-hmm. which I do ascribe to that, I, I ascribe, I see baptism as something that happens to you. Um, and you, you might be consciously participating in it. You might not, but it, but, but God is joining you into bringing you into something. That's God's decision. And, um, um, 
that just changes the dynamic a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it 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 takes it away from a thing I did. Um, and then and then church nerds get into the whole conversation about well, what was it like? They were all adults. I mean, the description you just read, except that we have these stories and scriptures of whole families and households being baptized, which means mm-hmm. which means women who weren't given who weren't private citizens. Uh, servants, which is a nice way of saying slaves who didn't have their own choice, and children. So whole households being baptized meant that these things were happening. And if we follow that line of reasoning, then we get to the to a theology that actually fits with what we already think, which is like you're already in. This is a thing God is doing, and and we get the we get the benefit of sort of opening our eyes to it. But it's it's something that's happening to us. That's so interesting thinking of, uh, was there, I don't know this, was there ever a time that um, there was something in government of Old Testament time, like, uh, or, I'm, I'm. Say it, I'm say it wrong and then we'll figure out what you're trying say to wrong. say. Um, say it wrong. Say it wrong and like, then we'll figure it out. Was there anything governmentally that was similar to that of baptism hmm. that, of like bringing into a family, like of. Uh, was there a well there, there were a... adoption rights right that's what I, that's what no, i'm this trying is really to helpful so there's two different things that are going on that it fit the that are, i'm gonna get way too bookish here so we'll have to great <laughs> but i'll try to keep it simple um first of all baptism was a ritual that there there were baptism rituals across different religions that were focused on cleansing it's mm. a the mm-hmm. word baptism is like bath mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so cleansing rituals to suggest that you needed to be cleansed of something to move forward. Right. But there were also uh in in Roman law, yes, there would there were adoption practices. Okay. And so there's language, there's New Testament language that is about adoption wherein um wherein essentially if you were if you became if if someone legally adopted you, then you were their heir as if you were born to them. Yeah, that, that that was the deal that you couldn't be un. I mean, you could be theoretically disinherited like anybody else could be. But like in terms of like if, if you were adopted and then someone else was a natural born, if you were adopted, there wasn't preference there. That's right? that's yeah. In Hawaiian culture, like the Hanai child is exactly yeah, the same yeah. as. Yeah. They, yeah. And then again, I mentioned that I, I have a brother who'd adopted and, and that I did not have the 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 privilege of being at the courthouse ceremony, but apparently the, 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 when they, when they made it official, the judge said something along the lines of like, I mean, they changed the birth certificate. Right. Right. Think about that. And, and, and he says mm-hmm. like, like, um, from this point forward in the eyes of the law, it is as if this child is biologically yours. There is no difference in our minds. Yeah. Right. From this point forward, this is, and so, and so there's that adoption element and there's adoption language. I mean, I mean, literally Paul refers to, uh, Jesus Christ as our adoption, right? And baptism is participating in that adoption. The other thing, the other language that we hear a lot here is we're moving, although there is language about forgiveness of sins or cleansing is naturally a way of thinking about water. We also switch to that other idea of water, that imagery of water, which is death. Mm-hmm. And so it, baptism, Christian baptism is different than other baptisms in that other baptisms are usually like you are washing something away and paul says you are dead <laughs> you mm. die 
And so, yeah. so what you and I are experiencing now is the, the beginnings of the resurrection life. So that, yeah, that's really interesting. And I didn't think of that when I read this Romans reading earlier, mm -hmm. um, the death he died, he died to sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I think I'm so um, conditioned to think, I mean, I go into this conversation thinking about baptism, right? So I think of uh, being baptized by water and I think of then this language and I just get it all mixed up in there, yeah, right? That yeah. I, don't, I can't even separate well, the two. Sin is dirty. Yeah. And we want to be clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine if sin, get dirty and clean for a second out of there, which is hard when you've got this baptismal thing. But in this language, sin is something that has a hold over you. Right. Right. And, and the, and the wages of sin, as Paul says elsewhere in Romans is death, which is to say the, the, the cost of what your of your, of your enslavement to sin is death. So the Christian response, instead of saying, well, then let's save you from death is, well, then let's get the death part over with. Then let's, yeah. then let's do the death thing. And now you're dead to sin, which means you, yes. so, so, so the baptism becomes a liberation event rather yes. than a cleansing event. Yeah. Now the imagery is all yeah. mixed up. It's not perfect, but that is the idea. That's the shift, right? That's the shift. Well, and that's the transformation and the turning, right? Yes. That, that you're liberated from sin and you're able to then you, this for whoever has died is freed from sin. You're freed from the sin and liberated to something, right? That, um, oh yeah, that's a, it's, it's, it's a different game. Yeah. The other thing that I like to think about in terms of, um, I mentioned, you mentioned the kind of like, is there Roman law? Um, and I, I, I'm not sure as well about Hebrew law, but I would say mm -hmm. from a Jewish perspective. So we had this whole conversation and uh, like probably in seminary knowing me, like that was about like understanding that different, different organizations or bodies, communities have entry rights. Okay. Like you haven't really, you're not in until this happens. Right. So there's, there's, hazing and pledging if you're a, in a fraternity or sorority. One of my favorites always, it's, it's, it's informal, but you and I are both baseball fans. When when someone hits their first big league home run and they run back to the dugout and everyone ignores them instead of slapping them high five. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite, it, it, but that's an entrance right. You, you have to experience that, right? So in the Jewish faith, the entrance right was circumcision for men. I mean, women didn't have an entrance right. But for men, and that was something that happened on the eighth day you were alive. And it was something in which you were given your name. Right. So on the eighth day, you are given your name and that is tied inextricably to your entrance into the community. You are part of the body through this event. Okay. So baptism acts like that. It, it is a naming. That's when we name. Yeah. It is an entrance into the body as we've described. And what's radical, of course, about baptism and about Christian baptism is it isn't just for men. Right? right, that it's for, and that it's not just something that happens as a baby. It it can be, but it can happen at any point of your life to anyone of any sex or gender, and that's a different. Uh, so that's one of some of the radical, but it's the same idea. Baptism is the entrance, right? This is how you get brought into being a part of this body of this family, right? Yeah. The idea of baptism is something we're daily living into. Doesn't right. take away from that moment. To me, it adds to it. It points to it. But but as a as an event that's so powerful, it's still occurring today. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, and the and the and to think here, you know, they give the example of the confession. I mean, weekly, right? Like, like yeah, we don't just do it once. No. We do it every week yeah. or day. If you're or doing whenever. the daily office, it's you're doing it every start day. Your day with it. Yeah, and I think that that I I think we we at least for me, I take. Um, you know, I take it as such rote, like I just do it, right? But to think that we are we are dying from this sin um, constantly, yeah. always, yep. and um, and it's almost as if it, it, baptism is the kicking off point. Right. This it's the this is this is I'm I'm somebody is committing for you, or you're committing for yourself that this is something you will do because you are part of this community. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, the community part of this is just keeps getting bigger and bigger for me. Mm -hmm. That's uh, yeah. I mean, even in our Advent conversations, we just kept coming to it. And I think, uh, like, and I, and I know that, that this language and the way of love is, is meant to draw us into community and it's working. I mean, at least for me in, in how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. And this time that, you know, reaching out to people at the beginning of the year and it's like, you know, I know I want to, we want, I want to talk to you more this year, whatever it might be. Right. It's like a year is isolating. Yeah. And, yeah. but to like think that this community is still, I mean, at least for me and like friendships and that type of thing still exists. They're still there, but they are, I, yeah. you know, there's so much power in one day at a time. And it's so tempting to think in, in, in bigger terms than that. But just for today, what does it look like to stay connected? Mm -hmm. Just for today, what does it look like to repent? What about tomorrow? And I love, I love the really strict old school alcoholics. Yeah. When you're like, what about tomorrow? And they're like, oh, I might be drunk tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, You've been, sober for 30, been sober for 30 years. True, but I don't know what tomorrow, tomorrow I might go out. I don't know. But today, just for today, I'm going to not drink. Mm -hmm. And their, their radical insistence on that allows them a, a, a serenity and a, a genuine peace. Well, like, 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 and here I am. And you, I've already said it to you. Like, I dream of going to the movie theater. Yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. Yeah. with getting to the movie theater which I will not do just for the record. If you're listening, I will not do until I'm vaccinated. But that's why people are like, when I get, I was talking to someone, they're like, when we get vaccinated, like my husband, like, I'm like, what are you going to do when you get vaccinated? And they're like, he was like, oh, we're going to take a trip to France. <laughs> and he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go to the movies, which just sounds so disappointing. Yeah. But I'm like, just go but I'm like right. But I'm like, what can I do today? Like, what is the thing that I'm missing? Is it the trips to France? It turns out it's not for me. And uh, it it's like, it's like, I miss, um, mm. I miss walking over to your office and yeah. knock on the door. I mean, all I see are people talking to each other in their little, little red, red dots. dots. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. the, only, the other, you saying that, like looking at this Ignatian practice, practice, right, is literally looking at the day. And that speaks so much to, um, you know, how we, how we can, uh, move forward from our baptism into daily life 
Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Almighty God, God, who through your only begotten begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Christ, overcame overcame death and opened opened to us the gate of eternal life, life. grant that we, who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection, resurrection, may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.